action. Welcome to the Drinking About Sex podcast. Tonight, our episode is all about bondage. For some people, it's just the appetizer, and for other people, it's the whole meal. Some people are scared of it, and other people can't have a scene without it. It's one of my favorite kinks as well. Yum. I'm looking forward to hearing some wild stories tonight from our guest hosts. Hope you've got something to sip on. It's time to drink about bondage. Woo! This time, grab your rope. I sound like that's got to be a song. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody! (laughs) Hey, welcome to to another exciting episode of Drinking About Sex. Sex. We're here. Kinky kind of sex. With the, our our special crew of kinketeers, uh, and then we have a we have a special a special guest this week, a spicy guest this time. Oh god! Yeah. Hi. Hello. Hello. Oh, man. Not too spicy. <laughs> no. Would you? No. How would you describe yourself then? Shiny. Very shiny. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yum. Well, I I think you might be into bondage. Something tells me. I, I could be. I could be into bondage. You might you might know a little bit about that too. I thought he was in the new bit. Marvel show. Does it? He looks kind of a bit like a supervillain. I love the collar. It has. That's what gives it that like extra. Yeah. Well, excellent. I like that we already have some bondage involved with tonight's show. Like I said in the intro, for some people, bondage is like a means to an end. It's the, they put their partner in bondage to start the scene, and then the scene kind of takes twists and turns along the way. But for other people, the bondage is the scene. Um, And I I don't want to make anybody wrong about how they like it as long as they like it. Now, you keep saying scene. It sounds like you're talking about a movie or something. Is is this some kink terminology people need to know about that's a good question a a scene is the time that you get kinky 
uh, for some people, the scene is their whole lives, you know, they're collared to their full-time dominant, they live as a full-time submissive. But if you're not lucky enough to be in a 24-7 kink relationship, a scene kind of sets the boundaries of normal time ending and kinky time starting, and then eventually kinky time ending and you kind of going back to your normal roles. So I like to think of it as like a little sandbox where everything that happens in the bounds of this scene has kind of different rules. You know, when, when you are in a BDSM scene or a bondage scene, uh, you can grab your partner, you can take advantage of your partner in certain ways. That's all kind of considered a blanket level of consent. Um, but then when the scene is over, you know, you probably shouldn't just grab them out of the blue without warning unless you've pre-negotiated that. So yeah, just a beginning, middle and end of the kinky time so that you can, uh, so that you know kind of when to go back to normal consciousness. So it is like almost like a, a theatrical or improvisational sort of thing in, in, in a sense that it's a scene you're you're agreeing on some parameters of the of the play hopefully a safe word hopefully something safe that word. means everything needs to stop i really mean it so that if you say oh no please stop don't stop that uh so that you don't get confused with when don't stop really means don't stop and when it means go harder it's always good to have a safe word that cuts right through all the role playing and let somebody know that you really actually mean it Sorry, I disappeared there a bit. I had a lag oh. issue, so I quit some background apps, and it should be better now. Good. No one knew it because I just cut around you. But you, <laughs> you ruined the illusion. Oh, I'm sorry. I ruined the magic. Yeah, well, you <laughs> did mind. come up as an empty slot once. Everything. It just made me oh, look yeah. slightly incompetent. <laughs> right. All right. So, bondage, where do we go from here? Well, anywhere we want to, I think. <laughs> but first off, I should say when I mean bondage, I don't just mean rope bondage. I know that shibari and Japanese style rope bondage is really popular and it's really pretty, but um, it's also kind of difficult and your partner needs mm. to stand still a lot. So if you're looking at those beautiful nightclub photos and it doesn't look like the kind of bondage that you do, that's all right. It doesn't all have to be macrame. Bondage can be <laughs> as simple as Velcro handcuffs. Um, it can be as elaborate as a custom welded frame with little locking spots for every little bit of their body. Um, or it can just be a little bit of like saran wrap to keep somebody where you want them. I think my first bondage toy was duct tape because it's one size Ooh. fits all. Oh. This episode brought to you by duct tape. <laughs> oh, that'd be a great sponsor. Yes, please. <laughs> duct tape, if you're watching, I'm ready. I'd be into some rope um, sponsors. Maybe I don't know any rope manufacturers but i've only dabbled only dabbled with a little ah. bondaging you know but not uh i haven't really gone big in the bondage no i think it scares some people it represents mm. being no. truly out of control um or or truly taking control of someone else to a next level 
um, you know, once someone is in bondage, they're functionally a little baby. You've got to kind of take care of them just like you would an infant. Uh, in some cases, they can't sit up by themselves. They can't roll over by themselves, depending on how much bondage this involved. Uh, but it, it really takes trust to that next level. You know, if someone is just standing there taking it, uh, that's that's kind of one level of psychological play. But when you really want to escape and you can't, uh, that is a different level of helplessness and I think a different level of sexiness compared to just voluntarily sitting still. Although that's hot in its own way as like a, a test of your willpower. I think the metal bondage kind of scares people, but uh, metal. What is that? Was oh, that like a cage? Metal or metal collars or handcuffs? Locks really get me hot. Um, I like to joke Ooh. that you can chew your way out of bondage, but you can't chew your way out of metal locks. At least not without a tooth upgrade. I'm sure somebody <laughs> out there has like titanium <laughs> chompers, but it's it can be a real mind fuck for somebody. Assuming I can say fuck on the internet still. Uh, I uh, think you can. To completely give over power like that. But you can't say Putin is great anymore. No, that's not allowed. I just can't. Just can't. It's right out. <laughs> We're going to get angry messages from our Ukrainian uh, viewers now. Well, Putin. We're not saying Putin's great. We're just saying you can't say Putin's great. Can't say that <laughs> on the internet. So what are you all drinking tonight? I've got a port that's old oh. enough to drink itself. Oh yeah, nice. Mm, nice. I um, I had some beer. I had a michelada, and uh, yeah, you really like those micheladas. Yeah, I do. And then, because <laughs> well, I like lime and salt and beer. You know, it's all of it together. And I'm having a little. Uh, Long Island iced tea canned cocktail. Oh, well. Oh, that's handy. I, am I like it. Having soda water. I have this sort of weird fetish with a mason jar. Oh, I thought so I for a second mason it looked jar. like you had a vagina top to it, you know? One no, those, so uh, that was little, like little, a fleshlight. Yeah, a little fleshlight you know, fuck toy. You know? <laughs> you've given me an idea. <laughs> you like for to fuck a sex your toy. cocktail. <laughs> Can you say that on the internet? <laughs> Next yeah. week. Cocktail there are fuckers. so many attachments you can get for mason jars. You can get these little things. You can get like you can turn it into uh, like um, a thing to slice vegetables, and there's these different caps you can get. So I don't know. I just I go crazy for these, and then some have handles. So anyway, I'm just drinking homemade uh, sparkling water in this. Hmm. And are you gonna fuck it in later? Forty days. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, mean, I have an extra one. Like for maybe <laughs> it does feel a little bit like a nipple. <laughs> when you ah. love mason jars a whole lot yeah. <laughs> when you really love mason jars got an idea i have some uh, I, i'm working with these uh chinese engineers friends of mine and we're, we're trying to think of products to make and i've been thinking sex toys we could um we could start making some of those and marketing them and then this would be a great place to promote them Fuckable but cups. maybe they could be mason jar attachments. <laughs> You've had cups before, but you ever had a cup you could I've fuck? Had a cup before. 
<laughs> you know cups, but do you know them in the biblical sense? <laughs> do you really know them? <laughs> wow. So I'm I'm drinking. Um, uh, I want to say decaf, uh, non-alcoholic. Um, but I, because I've been giving up Lent, as as people who've been watching the show before, or all all three people that um, that we appreciate have been you, watching the show before. Wait, you didn't give up Lent. Uh, no. Did I, did I say that wrong? Yeah. See, when I'm yeah, sober, just... I'm like less, <laughs> less together. Giving up Lent so, for Lent sounds yeah. like a good idea. Yeah. Well, that that's yeah. what I, I gave up giving up for Lent. Nice. Well, so, so anyway, because I gave up <laughs> drinking alcohol, but I accidentally cheated uh, today. So I like to go to um, a restaurant and have a beer with when I'm working on my laptop. And so um, I ordered a beer and I drank it and then ordered the second one and as i was taking a sip of the second one i'm like oh shit i forgot the second one. so like, oh. but it was interesting oh, because it, it got me really drunk uh because i haven't been drinking for uh two weeks now so but i'm not I mean, i'm still gonna keep going same thing happened to um, me the other day only yeah. i forgot i wasn't doing heroin anymore and then like i was like <laughs> wait this is my Oops. third my third thing of heroin <laughs> We could tell you're a junkie because you call it a thing. You don't know the term. Oh. For that. <laughs> Only true junkies know. call it a thing. Load. Yeah, yeah. I was totally oh. doing things. Heroin. Just. <laughs> and then we remember my other thing I was giving up for Lent was masturbation. How'd that go? Uh, well, I tripped up once. See, what happened was my back was sore. So I bought this um, massager and I was on my back. I'm like, your cock is nowhere near your back. <laughs> Did you like oh, accidentally slip and put it on your dick? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, just a little bit doesn't count. And then, oh, oh, oh it's a slippery slope. Yep. So it's yeah. only a little bit until it's not. I mean, a half orgasm is not a full orgasm, right? <laughs> Did you at least ruin the orgasm? Oh no! I should have. It was. It was. Um, Darn. It was really good because I hadn't done it for a couple of weeks. So, but um, I'm I'm back on the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> the um, masturbation so. wagon. Yeah, Whoa! But, but we're non, fucking cups no, on I'll, this wagon. The other, you know, I'm still <laughs> still giving it. <laughs> Trying to. But uh, yeah. It sounds like you need a chastity device. Yeah, you we'll got back one. up for your willpower there. But that brings us back like to bondage, chastity. right? Part of wow. why I like chastity so much you're is going because to, it's twenty percent bondage. You're going to hell for your masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 broke Lent. <laughs> why is it in my head? Uh. <laughs> I guess that's the shiny part. <laughs> That, uh, you looked pretty hot there, though. That was a good <laughs> oh, literally. <laughs> oh, um, so shall we uh, talk to your guest? Yeah, let's talk to Shiny. I think he's got some shiny. fun insights shiny about bondage. Shiny, happy people. All right. Shiny, Hello. happy people <laughs> in bondage. Shiny, happy people so, in lots of bondage. <laughs> <laughs> are, are is there more bondage off camera that we should know about how much is involved um, here uh no there's not much involved here uh just my uh 
outfit and collar tonight. Oh, but you're looking great. I like that really? nice, tall posture collar. And it's locked on. I like that it's not just buckles. Look mm -hmm. out, doms at home. If your submissive owns their own collar and it doesn't lock, that's always a little bit of a warning sign. Make sure they get a collar that's lockable. Mm. Uh, okay. So bonus bondage with the oh. lockable collar, you're saying it it locks onto them. Do they like yeah. they cannot they move on. it without the oh. Yeah. So it requires your consent to take it off. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so are those um, someone else locked those? No, they're uh, they the ones that I have on here right now are my own locks. So oh. it's not 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 someone else's. I should say yet, maybe, hopefully. But, uh, oh, I like that. For demonstration yeah. purposes. <laughs> yeah, for, mm -hmm. for demonstration purposes. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. In fact, so the, this color, you... the way it's designed, both sides have basically uh, like a post that comes through. It's two pieces, and then the lock holds it together. So, so would, I, would you say that bondage is one of your main kinks? Hmm? Would you say that bondage is one of your main kinks, or is it more like a spice that you add to other kinks? Well, this is something actually I've been doing a lot of like self-examination on for the past few years. And I, I, if I had to say what my main kink is, it's control. Oh, um, bondage so, is just oh, one aspect of that. So being so, controlled or controlling others or both or what? Being controlled mostly, but there are times where I've controlled others. So, uh, when did this start for you? Well, uh, this is one of those. Uh, um, it actually started with my first sexual partner. Oh. I got introduced right to bondage from the very was, beginning. Oh, from the beginning, yes, I was. I literally was, uh, we went from, uh, having sex and, you know, the, the, you know, I was 18, you know, as, as one of my friends, uh, says I was young, dumb and full of cum. So I was in <laughs> oh, the best kind. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was having sex with her and then she kind of brought out some, uh, 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 uh like <clears throat> scarves. And you know, would tie my hands above uh, my head, and like the next week, she brought out some handcuffs. And no, no joke. From when I was inter, you know, when we first had sex to when I was introduced to like hardcore BDSM was like four weeks. I mean, she just took me down the garden road. Oh, that's quick. So, so oh, was yeah. she like a more experienced partner then? Who? Oh yes. Already. Yes. She was an older. <laughs> she was older than me by about three years. So. And yeah, I got nice. introduced. That's how I got introduced to bondage. Even though I had a definitely had a predisposition, and I've always had these kind of fantasies about bondage and fetish wear. And uh, it's been um, it was eye opening for me at first. Uh, I went through a lot, did some crazy things that summer. But I was uh, heading to school out of state, and. Um, some things happened that uh, actually broke all my trust. One of the things I know that was brought up was trust. There, you have to trust the person when when you're literally handing your life to them in some cases. And when I moved out of state, I had tried to go totally vanilla. You know, uh, I even had uh, got engaged, and I had a partner that the only kind of 
sex she liked was missionary position. God, that got oh, so... no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> after starting the way I did, went to that. And then after a while, you know, thank goodness we broke up and I got back into the kink world and kept, you know, kind of rebuilt. And ta-da. <laughs> ta-da. So when you but, say that you were predisposed to bondage, did that mean that you had a lot of bondage fantasies before meeting this partner? Or, or did you... Did you know that oh, yes. you were going to be kinky already? I didn't know I was going to be kinky, but I definitely had like I, I'll tell you like when I when I look back at my childhood, some of the like the TV shows and stuff that I watched. Uh, anybody remember the first episode of Hawaii Five O, the original series? They had like hmm. the total like kink, like right there on prime time television. They had this guy in this rubber Heavy suit bunch. floating in a pool, bound. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember sensory that. deprivation as oh. a way to like break his spirit. It was iconic. Exactly. I remember exactly huh. that episode because it blew my mind too. Huh. Take a note. Oh yeah. Huh. It was, um, yeah, it was it like up. bondage as interrogation. Mm-hmm. In and it didn't come across as kinky per se because it was supposed to be you know breaking him down to be programmed into the perfect double agent. Uh, I forgot. So Fantasy Island, there's always like some kind of crime that being solved. Is that right? The, the, in, in a lot of ways, there always has been like BDSM or kink has always been like, ooh, that's the bad people. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I uh, The wicked ones. It, it, it always just kind of shocked me in, in a way of just like, it's, you know, most of the people I knew, especially after I got into it, and kind of grew into understanding myself. Now, of course, I, you know, I've had to do a lot of growth over my life. And, and that was one of the things that was one of the uh, things, I, especially during COVID, because, of course, you know, I'm being isolated and single. I, you know, I had a lot of time to think. <laughs> so one of the things I, I found out about myself was that I like the control aspects and bondage is just one part of that. There can be lots of different controls. So, so what do you get out of uh, some examples? Oh, yeah. What was that? The question Can was, you give us uh, some examples of, of control in addition to the physical control of bondage? So there are uh, uh, things like chastity. You brought that up already. Um, oh, there yeah. are things also, also of, uh, you know, having like assignments. You do a certain thing at a certain time every day. Um, and right. someone gives you those assignments, they, right? Yes, yes. As a submissive, you're looking to have someone give you those kind of assignments or be that interactive person in that kind of, There, you know, in, in, my, in my feelings, as far as for myself, I want to be controlled by someone, not just controlled. There, there, I want, mm. Part of it is the interaction. And there is a definite interaction because I have seen where... Uh, there are people that have been like bound up in scenes and then they just sit like a cold piece of salami on whatever apparatus or anything. And they don't make a sound. They don't move. They don't struggle. They don't do anything. And, and I just don't get it because part of the, uh, part of the aspect for me is, is struggling, is trying to get away to show that I'm still actively there and they have that much control on me. 
which is also one of the reasons why I, I've had partners in the past who have tied me up and I could untie myself if I wanted to. They, the, the way they tied oh, no. or, you know, the way they did things. Yeah. And it just takes me out of the scene because I'm not being controlled. <laughs> if you know that you can get out, it does sort of break the illusion on some level that there's something oh, yeah. really exciting about trying to get out and really not being able to, I think. I, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I'm also a fetishist, so I like what I like. But that that true level of out of control is a special alchemy. It can enhance anything that you add to it, but in and of itself, it's a very heady experience. Um, I do want to touch on this idea that bondage doesn't have to be just for sex. We're kind of talking about some scenes where there's a lot of active participation, but mm -hmm. some people also find bondage very comforting as um, almost as a recentering in their physical body sort of an experience in the same way that some people like sensory deprivation in the form of float tanks. For some right. people, bondage that is very heavy on the compression side of things can really help calm people down sort of similar to the way a weighted blanket would um, so there are some people that just want to be tied up and left alone almost as a form of meditation um, but i also like it best when i can poke and prod and make it more interactive too so just throwing that out there uh, do you find bondage comforting in that way or is it always a sexy experience for you well for me, it's uh, both sexy and comforting. I do like the long, uh, oh, yes. scenes where I can be bound up and just left there and just kind of partially left to stew and partially left to meditate, if you will. Uh, kind of just get into this kind of world, especially as you, as you mentioned with sensory deprivation. The minute you start adding sensory deprivation to the bondage, all of a sudden I can kind of go into this cocoon deep world uh, away from everyday life and it feels wonderful um i've, yeah, I've got bondage vacation it, it is and I, I i know i've talked with some folks and i've had weeks where it's just like work weeks where it's like god i would just love to have somebody just tie me up friday night and if they just want to watch tv while i'm just sitting there just kind of <laughs> zoned out that would be awesome Nice. Put it out there yeah. for anyone. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this Friday on free, I got an internet sign up form. Go ahead, go to www.tieupnow. <laughs> Netflix and hot. <laughs> flash, yeah, uh, I I love that. <laughs> the idea of Netflix and bondage really appeals to me. Oh yeah. I, I think the first introduction i had to bondage was with someone a lot like you shiny who uh liked bondage as almost a meditation or a mental physical reset so a lot of the time we would get bondage and then get sexy but sometimes i would come home from work tie them up plop them on the couch and we just watch a movie together and that would kind of be the whole <laughs> scene and they would wiggle and relax and not remember any of the movie um, but but we would both feel fulfilled by that. So I like that there's everything in between from the very non-sexual to the very extremely sexual uh, when it comes to bondage as like a tool. It is. And one of the one of the great aspects is when you can, you know, I, I am a bit of a fetishist myself. I have a lot of bondage toys 
I will also say I'm not a fan of rope bondage. Hmm. And the reason why is it takes so long to <laughs> get someone tied up. Whereas I'm kind of, even, even when I'm trying to do something like a, a chilled out night, I still want, I just want to get it done and, and okay, now you're tied up. Let's cuddle. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> or so tie me up. How do you like to be secured? Then? How do you like to be bound? It, it, it depends on the situation and it depends. I hate to use that. <laughs> I hear it way too much in my work life. It depends. But um, if, if they, uh, if the person I'm with really wants to have good control over me, I have a couple of things called sleep sacks and they are basically a, uh, it's, they're like a, 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 a mummy sleeping bag, but I have one made out of rubber and I have one made out of Darlex, which is a thick spandex. And they are very restrictive and they even have like internal sleeves for my arms. So I, once I'm put in it, I can't get out. There's no way about it. And they can be wonderful, especially I, I had one former partner who loved the Daleks because she was like, oh, this is like a big, uh, big, uh, sleek pillow. And she would love to just put me in the sleep sack and then just kind of lay on me like I was a body pillow. So it, and it was wonderful because we had that nice togetherness feeling. I felt her near me. She felt me. And, and it wasn't sexual all the time. But it was a lot of connection, it sounds like. Yum. A little yes. bit of human furniture play. Human furniture play, definitely. And that's, and that's one of the easy, I mean, that was one of the easiest ways because I just stepped into the bag, put my arms in, she would zip it up and close the zipper at the top and i was bound that easy huh i love it kind of reminds me of like when you have a cat sleeping on your pillow you can't move because the cat will yes. sort of jump away so you're like almost in bondage they're going okay <laughs> i can't move or the cat's gonna yes. get away you should, you should <laughs> never never make the uh feline overlords feel like they are being <laughs> hassled <laughs> oh <laughs> or they'll steal your the breath while over. you're asleep right <laughs> you are Someone there to, seen them. to please them <laughs> yeah <laughs> well do you have a scene that you would consider your craziest bondage scene you said you did crazy stuff when you were exploring um i think well one of the crazy if if you want to go crazy crazy i got um suspended by my ankles to a tree 30 feet above the ground whoa oh, my. that is that's pretty with my hands tied behind <laughs> my back yes it yeah. was and it was fascinating and i enjoyed everything about it and then eventually after i can't remember how long i even uh because i am a person that I've enjoyed flight simulators and I thought about getting my pilot's license and I'm sitting there in the tree. It's, you know, I'm swinging around. Oh, this is cool. Oh, wow. Is this what red out feels like? Cause my, eye, my eyesight started getting red and like the people were like, okay, time for you to come down. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> down That's where quick. you need that safe word. Yep. But I was having so much fun. I didn't even realize. And then I started to red out and I'm like, Oh, this is what red outs like. And, and I mean, it was totally offhand comment. Like they didn't, I wasn't like, Oh my God, Oh my God, you got to pull me down. I was like, huh, this is what it's like. Cool. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. Time to come down. <laughs> oh goodness. That's a good example of, of submissives getting a little sub drunk. I think. 
A little bit, yes. That's why you should never negotiate once a scene has already started. People get a little bit loopy oh, and might agree to anything because of those happy endorphins. <laughs> it's amazing what they do, especially... When I start getting into a good deep subspace, I can just, I'm off. It's, I'm gone. And it feels can the you best. Tell us, can you tell us a little bit about what subspace is like? So subspace, it's totally dependent on every person. And for me, for subspace feels, I just get floaty and I feel like it's an out-of-body experience. Um, it feels like I'm just drifting off into the nether. At the same time, um, I don't get that feeling that often, which is unfortunate. Um, most of the time when I've gotten it is when I've been super heavily controlled and forced to either endure pain or to endure a lot of pleasure or in, you know endure something in some way forced on me that I didn't want. And that's when I drop in what they call sub drop, you know, drop into subspace and zone out. And it feels like your body, your, your mind is, uh, active mind is disconnected from your body. And all you are is just reactions to the stimulus, no matter what's happening to you. Um, coming back from that can be a trip. And that's where good things like aftercare helps. Um, if you Ooh, have a, that's a word we haven't used yet in this show. Tell us ah. a little bit about aftercare. I mean, so it's come up, is... but I don't. I think a good explanation of what it is would be helpful to people. No problem. Aftercare is typically a way for both a sub and a dom, because there's subspace for submissives, but there's also a dom space for doms. And uh, tell me if I'm wrong on that one, Alice. I know you can get into a nice uh, dom space very quickly. Oh, we definitely go on a mental journey as well, for sure, mentally yeah. and energetically. And in some ways, the um, the the uh, uh, aftercare helps both the dom and the sub come back to kind of a reality, and it also reconnects them because, especially if uh, for me, I am not a masochist. I do not like pain. However, I can endure a lot of pain for a dominant. You sure can. <laughs> you should <Okay>. know. <laughs> Explain that um, a little bit. How you're not a submissive, but you like. Bondage. No, he's a submissive. He's not a masochist. I am definitely a, no. I'm a submissive. I'm not. I mean, a how you're not a sorry. How you're not a how you're not a masochist, but you are a submissive. If you could explain yes. that a bit. So there's lots of different terminologies in uh, uh, in 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 the lifestyle groups. I am what I consider submissive because I do want to submit to a dominant. I do want to have that control taken from me. I am not a masochist. Masochists like to be hurt. Mm. And they typically, it's the opposite of a sadist. Sadists like to hurt people. So one of the things I've actually found is a lot of sadists really like playing with me because I don't like to be hurt, but I'll submit <laughs> to them and, oh. and go through it. Oh. Does that mean you're worth extra points to them somehow? Because you, <laughs> you're you taking it, but you're not really enjoying it for itself? And, and I'm doing it as a service to them. And they, that's how I've, I've actually talked with uh, some dominants that I, that I know and that I've played with. And they're like, 
you definitely are not a masochist and you're more fun to play with because masochists are always like, oh, please give me more. And you're like, I'll take what you can get. And then I will, hit, I probably will hit a point and that's when I'll safe word. And that's when they love actually having me not safe word, but they love having pushing me as far as I can. I had uh, one friend who loved to flog me and I do like to be flogged, but she used some really heavy bullhide floggers that really hurt. And it was tough for me to take it because of that the extra amount of stingy pain. And she could tell when I was ready to ready to say for it, and she stopped. And she and she actually came up to me and said, "That was one of the most wonderful thing, scenes I've ever had. Thank you so much." And then we went um, and did aftercare after that. And what what was the aftercare? In that case, she had wrapped me in. Uh, I brought a uh, uh, oh a blanket. I'm trying to remember. Ah! This one, uh, just a super soft blanket. She wrapped me in the blanket and we kind of curled up on a couch and she just held me and kind of stroked my hair and helped me to come back from what I call uh, from subspace and from being a very non, non-thinking, non-human kind of form, almost an animalistic form, back to being human again. Ooh, and nice. she was also in the same state because she had been very primal in how she had kind of attacked me so it was good for both of us I think, it, it, Shining, just back. I think you just touched on another thing i want to comment on that uh, when it comes to bondage a lot of people dabble in it but i find that the people who really truly love bondage for its own sake as like a main course are often people who are very intelligent and live in their brain a whole lot of the time. For some people, it's go, 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 logistics all the time. There's a constant like chatter in their mind or a constant commentary or uh, what I've heard called vigilance. And mm -hmm. when you sink into subspace, and someone else is truly in control, that mental chatter and that logistical keeping an eye on everything vigilance can finally relax. And so the more cerebral you are in your daily life, chances are the more you might need to take a mental vacation and just not have to run the universe for a couple of minutes. And I think that's part of what we've been dancing around as a topic tonight whenever we talk about subspace and this idea of how comforting it is to be under someone else's complete control because it lets you relax you don't have to worry about all that somebody else has got it covered you can be an object a treasured object or a pet or a pampered pet or mm -hmm. someone that doesn't have to be human basically you don't have to be in charge for a while and if you're watching at home and you have to be in charge all the time i bet you know how good that sounds it definitely is it's it's one of the aspects uh because i do have a very cere cerebral job um and i do have I mean, my brain literally goes 24 hours a day. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and then in, in even and my brain's like, oh, you're awake. Let's start thinking about blah, 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 blah. I'm like, stop it. I want to uh, go yeah. back to sleep. 
unfortunately, I also yeah. have the part of my body where the bladder goes, hey, I'm full. So I have to actually get up and out of bed. <laughs> oh, add that to the list. Put a little catheter in. There's no reason you have to get oh, out yeah. of bed. Oh, damn. Or add bonded. Oh. <laughs> is that, some, is that something you've... Have you done that before? Like catheter play? I have not done catheter play, but it is something that I have looked into and considered, and it, it would be something I would try, yes. What about you, Mistress Alice? Uh, I I have done a lot of of diaper play as a part of bondage, but also catheter play. Like um, insert catheter, like, or like you know condom uh, catheter. The the condom catheter or the Texas catheter is much safer and a lot less invasive. What's a um, what's so a Texas a, catheter? That that's what that's the what most people in the medical world call the condom style catheter, oh, okay, where there's okay. adhesive on it. And this is Texas. We chair. don't we don't put things up inside our wieners in this state. Exactly. We got laws against that. You want to stick stuff up inside your wiener? You're gonna have to go back to California, you fucking wiener <laughs> pit poker. <laughs> I love, I I, now I want to make a little by aliens. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll do some alien cosplay to justify it to the Texans, but uh, I have done some actual medical catheterization. Um, that's a lot more involved because, of course, they can't take it off themselves, and they'll mm -hmm. there's some process involved with doing it safely. But even if you just roll them over and have them pee into a funnel while still in their cat suit, um, you know, there's no reason that you need to to sacrifice bondage time there's some workarounds for bodily functions hmm. um, if you're watching at home take some classes don't just jump into real catheters <laughs> um, a lot can go wrong there you, um, you're gonna the you're gonna want to watch at least one youtube video before oh, you try it on another person one in addition to just... ours <laughs> yeah this is not this one doesn't count <laughs> there's there's a lot of extreme kind of plays like that where it's it's you you need to find someone who is well versed in it both for for yourself as a submissive and uh, uh, someone uh, who can help if you have a partner that wants to help you with that kind of play. Um, it's best to go out and find someone, and this is where I really encourage people to talk to. Uh, those in their community, even uh, uh, professionals in the community, because that's one of the best ways to learn is to go and work with someone who does this for a living kind of thing. Yeah, not just on the weekends. The people that, mm -hmm. that do this kind of crazy stuff every day, not just mm -hmm. on, on special occasions and anniversaries, know way more about it than the folks <laughs> like us who do it on our off hours. That's a great, great thing to remind people of because chances are wherever you are there's probably a submissive or sorry not a professional within about 200 miles or so you know there's this, there's quite this, a few out there all over the world this is an also also another good reason to date a nurse hey, <laughs> should i do like what, where you're thinking you yes find those <laughs> professionals and uh, get them on the show <laughs> I don't know if, if uh, dating a nurse, I've actually dated a medical professional and, and we were both kinky and we talked about medical stuff. She goes, I don't want to bring work home. <laughs> oh, right. harsh. Uh, yes, very true. Uh, you need a naughty nurse. 
Is this a, a, is it like a, a the cobbler has no shoes kind of thing where they don't want to like they're they're more sick than they're <laughs> i think in this case she just didn't want to bring it it, it, it the idea of in, introducing medical play into the play was kind of like uh, i yeah. stick ca catheters and sick and geriatric people all day <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like not, how a lot of teachers. It's not really doing it for me, man. Schoolgirls, because they teach every day. <laughs> they're like, "That's weird." <laughs> exactly. I I'm kind of the opposite. I I got a job at a shoe store and got my first shoe and foot fetish. So oh, that's true. I am no longer at the shoe store. My mom used nope. to work at C's Candies and still loves C's Candies. So oh, good. it's a <laughs> different level of uh yeah anyway <laughs> so what other fetishes do you have do they all combine with bondage um some do some don't uh obviously i like masking um i actually have a collection of gas masks as well so i mm -hmm. like uh i like being encased in uh, PVC or latex or leather kind of you know, fetish wear type uh, outfits and I like the full enclosure of being in a gas mask so I'm literally fully enclosed on top of that with the control aspect um, uh, you can in certain scenarios and and with a safe partner uh, attach hoses and rebreather bags so you're forced to rebreathe your own air as a what they call breath control um, other other ways people have seen breath control is putting a plastic bag on someone's head and holding it around their neck, or even uh, the the always uh, brought up uh, choking oneself or choking someone kind of uh, kinks, auto is auto erotic asphyxiation that and uh, just choking in general just I, I erotic like, asphyxiation. Yeah, I, I'm not uh, big on doing anything to the neck because that's just way too the the, the uh, margin for error is way too high when dealing with something yeah, like that. If you're watching at home, be really careful with that kind of play. There's not a even if you've done it safely or successfully in the past, little things can go wrong and it's different each time. And it killed kung most fu. Of us consider it not safe. <laughs> That's true, David Carradine and a couple other <laughs> yep. celebrities. Don't well, don't be a statistic. And in, in my case, the like uh, one of the rigs that I have, I have it has a hose that comes off the gas mask with two bags that are one liter of air. So I'm rebreathing, but also in line with that is a little uh, valve that could be open and closed. And when it's opened, I get fresh air. So it's a way to. Uh, be able to introduce fresh air back into the system, so I'm not always just breathing my uh, my expelled air. So are you but getting happens... a little hypoxic? A little. Yes, yes, and that's where it takes a one a trusting uh, partner that understands that kind of play and can understand what you're going through, and kind of in their head know the times and say, okay, and now it's time to add a little bit more fresh air back in, and now we'll close it, and, you know, and it when you're rebreathing you are literally and if you're bound like in the case uh i've been in a scene where i was fully in my sleep sack in my gas mask rebreathing bound down to a table couldn't move and then 
the person I was with started playing with me sexually, which of course increases your breath rate <laughs> and heart rate and everything else. Oxygen quicker, doesn't it? It did, yes. And those bags were filling very quickly. And I was definitely pumping out those two one-liter bags. They were kind of impressed that I was taking all two liters in, pushing all two liters out. So. Well, I, I think that you're doing a great job of showing our listeners and viewers at home yeah. that bondage can take all kinds of forms. You know, oh, yeah. chastity, sleep sex, rope bondage, if you've got a lot of patience. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, taking control of every inch of someone's body internally and externally as possible with a little bit of gear and hopefully a lot of consent as well. I want to add, even if they're not in breath control bondage, don't leave anybody alone when they're in bondage. Keep a close eye mm. on it. Um, I like to do group scenes if it's bondage for more than an hour because invariably you're going to need to take a break. So have a buddy, have a sitter if you need to. Um, a lot of people I know got their start in bondage by having a bondage buddy, where even if they didn't get sexual with each other, they would tie one another up and kind of keep an eye on one another for the sake of safety. I feel like we need a bondage buddy song. Yeah. Bondage my buddy. buddies. My buddy. My buddy I like and me. It. <laughs> my buddy and me bondage buddies up in trees <laughs> my buddy and me on bondage buddies we're on this <laughs> open bondage buddies nice oh sorry that music isn't playing through the right place no i i hear it i don't know if you our hear it. Audience it was playing through my speakers here and not through the system <laughs> oh <clears throat> Well, uh, maybe now it's a good time to show you my research on Shibari. Oh, is that what you're, you've done your thing on? Yeah, yeah. I was Ladies and gentlemen. To what we're talking about. Put your hands together for the man with the presentation on ropes and stuff. But the Japanese <laughs> bondage and stuff. It's Tori, the sex geek. We need a um, we need a theme song for me, right? Okay, so let me yeah, switch you need over. A good bumper. <laughs> I just played you the in. Bumper. What the hell do you people need? Let's. Oh, 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 okay, this? Right. <laughs> oh no, that's wrong. That's not. That's not right. You're you're a geek. Right, right. There we What's go. your favorite yeah. game? Yeah. You know what's better than video games? Sex. You know what's better than sex? Video games about video sex. Games. But you know what's better than video games about sex? Sex games. <laughs> okay, so I'm... Little research about uh, Shibari, which is this, um, and it, it's a whole, it's a whole thing, <laughs> obviously. So, um, it's basically it's kind of like like yoga, where it just sort of like the Americans really glommed onto it and don't um, necessarily uh, like there's there's kind of like this mysticism to it. Um, 
it's uh, it's it's kind of a, a martial art or it can be where there's there's like um there's forms so like like in karate you have tion kataichi which is like basic form one and you have these mm. different forms if you really want to geek out on on it and you can sort of study it like um like the japanese do where you can study archery as as a um as a as a one of the the arts that you can study so um like a form of martial art yeah yeah there uh i'm forgetting the term but there's there's like um there's martial arts there's like art arts and then there's like mental arts um martial just means fighting so it's it's not fighting it's one of the other like forms okay um that you can do kind of like um like in yoga uh, although it's Indian, not Japanese, there's there's these uh, like as Americans we love it because it has this like pseudo mysticism about it. Um, there is definitely this sort of pseudo mysticism um, about shibari, where um, so it's it's almost um, not it, it's like a more like an art form and not necessarily sexual, although it can definitely be sexual. But basically, it means any kind of rope tying. Um, in fact, shibari isn't really the the term Japanese use that just means like tying up. They call this uh, kinbaku, um, uh-huh. and it's basically like artistic aesthetic. Um, and you can you can use it kind of like uh, how you were talking about how when you're restrained you feel close to someone. It's mm-hmm. you can you can have this sort of interaction with it, and it does take a long time, and that's sort of part of the 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 ritual of it. So there's a lot of sort of ritual attached to it. Um, And we kind of think of this guy. uh, This is, um, find his name, uh, is known as the father of uh, Kenbaku or um, Shibari. He looks looks real happy. Like he just tied up some young Uh, woman, you know. Hey, I just talked to a young woman into letting me tie her up. It was great. <laughs> yeah. So this he, this is the father of. Uh, damn it! Did I erase my notes? Uh, let me. Let me. Set, <laughs> I'm well prepared for this. Uh, so he, he did. He did work like uh, like this. Um, so he was influenced by Kabuki and. Um, and different forms, um, and Sio Ito is his name. So here, uh, he he had this art student that he would tie up for these uh, pictures, and and um, yeah, this is a note uh, for everybody at home. Art students, yeah, are some of the best for tying up, or at least the most willing. Yeah, am I right? Am I right? Yeah, and there, there she is, um, where he is with uh, Seo Itu. Um, and I had her written, her name written down too, but I forgot it. We'll have to Google it. This this is another sort of uh, famous picture of her. This was like, this was sort of happening in the 50s, um, where um, this he became this um, popular artist and his stuff got banned. Um, and it kind of moved... Uh, and then in the the fifties, they started doing these shows, and this is a famous um, guy. Uh, this is extremely famous. 
Ikicho Asada. Oh, you know this guy? Oh, you know him? You know oh, that yeah. guy? Not, not oh, wait, you both do? You both yeah, like, well, oh, did, Damn, that's the him. Akira Kurosawa of bondage, bro. Yeah, exactly. Tell, tell me about him. Because, um, <laughs> if you know more about him, I'd love to hear it. He, so he he was doing uh, like live shows in the in the sixties. He's sort of known as like one of the first sort of kinbaku performances artists. Um, so they're they're sort of um, uh, this was this is a image of of a magazine where it was like sort of the early pornographic where they were they showed bondage uh, photos and this kind of popular popularized this rope bondage. Um, you could really geek out on the ropes, and that's sort of another sort of fun aspect of it. Um, they use uh, um, kimbaku, just means uh, wait, there's a name for the rope that I need to take better notes on. Um, asan, asanawa, which I'm probably butchering, is means. Americans sort of take it to mean jute rope, but it's really any sort of natural rope. So it could be hemp or uh, or jute or, or whatever. Um, or in some cases, but cotton. Natural fibers. Natural None fibers. Nylon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is okay. that a thing? Yeah. Don't, be, so, don't bondage it, me with nylon, bro. But yeah, wrap, me up, wrap me up in PVC and vinyl, but don't you dare tie me up with nylon i think that's a big difference between japanese and american aesthetics americans and and in some cases europeans really like the shiny reflective ropes um but Mm -hmm. they don't have uh what what i've heard practitioners call bite um slippery ropes just slide right past each other but rope that has texture or bite to it can kind of lock into itself rather than slipping and sliding yeah, exactly. And so you can um, you can use if you know what you're doing, you can you can use nylon rope. It's just a different style. Um, and, you know, purist would say you're no longer doing shibari. Uh, but the thing it's I, I, I do this comparison with yoga because yoga is you're doing of, DuPont. You're doing DuPont. It's not <laughs> yeah. shibari. Not oil. Not American yeah. stuff. That's just damsel yeah. in distress. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So um, I, I compare it a lot to yoga because yoga, um, I, I don't want to offend people that are really into yoga, but it's kind of bullshit. It's, it's, it's bullshit that works, though. You actually like your body improves, you're, you get more in touch with your, yourself and you get like a spiritual feeling. But this the opinions of press expressed on this show exactly. by individuals <laughs> are the opinions of individuals themselves and not of this show. <laughs> yeah, so, had to so put if you on go your back producer hat for a second there. <laughs> Thanks, Gore. Yeah, yeah, definitely yep. disclaimer there. Um and, and when I say it's it's bullshit, I don't mean it's like it's still not fun and it's I, I don't mean it's not fun. It's it it doesn't like it, it doesn't have these like sort of magical uh aspects to it, but it's just that like you don't need all that mysticism, but there is a whole sort of component of sort of like uh uh, not quite mysticism, I would say, with with uh, um, with shibari, but like sort of like a more art, um, artistic, uh, and sort of like a, a connection uh, that you can get with it. Um, and then, sort of the last thing I wanted to say about it was, you could really geek out on this stuff. You can get just the jute rope. Um, you know, some purists are like, "Oh, I don't, I don't want any colored rope. It has to be like 
completely undyed. Um, I was kind of like that when I first got it. Um, then my, my current research is like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's, it's just whatever you like. Um, and uh, w- one of the big things is how long it should be. And um, they say it should be like uh, seven to eight meters. And it's, it, it's like, it's different in America and in, um, in Japan because yeah, yeah. we don't know what a fucking meter is over here. What are you talking about? Exactly. Some yeah. Tommy shit? Well, is that some Russian Tommy Putin shit, yeah. shit right here? You're trying to <laughs> fucking talk <laughs> meters <laughs> over here, dude. This is America, bro. We don't fucking meter yeah. over here, bro. So anyway, that's that's my <laughs> presentation. It's really fun <laughs> bullshit. You can super you can super geek out on it. Um and that I like to geek out on it and I enjoy it a lot. Um, unfortunately, all my rope is stuck in China in a in a um, in a warehouse that I've been trying to get back. For, dude, because you're uh, commie, dude. I call years. it right 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 up ahead, dude. You're fucking oh, commie. No. Your ropes in China, yeah. bro. So I got I got a few stuff, but I haven't had anyone to practice on because COVID. So hey, but, should we try to open up the phone lines? Yeah, let's see who's uh who's all here. right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. This is a show you can call on your telephone. Uh, well, not your telephone. On your sort of a phone. It's your Skype. You can you can, find a you way can to Skype use us. Go ahead, fire up your Skype, and our Skype name is um, Production at Drinking About. Oh, here here's the button. There. Yeah. So, go ahead. Skype. Any of the four of you that are watching us live that we see that it tells us they're watching live right now, there's four of you. Any one of you can can hmm. utilize your power to All call four. us via Skype. Oh, I know. With there great power comes great responsibility. All right, man. Well, um, I mean, maybe they're intimidated. Yeah, they are. I mean, time watch is, first time taller. <laughs> someday well, I, mm, part of why shibari and japanese bondage has such a such infinite amount of geeking out potential is also because historically people were bound according to rank in japan mm. so the manner in which you bound a prisoner had enormous symbolic meaning so now, a hundred years later, even though the police no longer bind using ropes and rank is no longer quite as significant as it once was, that tradition lives on in a sexy way. Wait, if you got busted, you get tied a certain way? Ah, oh, this is the peasant yeah, tie-down, you fuck. There's, there's <laughs> minimal ropes, dude, but if you're a, you know, a fucking, what, royal person, then you get your arms tied together like this but with your pinky backwards i don't know what if <laughs> not ex- not it's specifically that example but yes that's the gist of it that you would be bound um you would be bound in ways symbolic of your rank so that people could see at a distance the manners that they should treat you as a prisoner um but of course modern world uh doesn't always know why things are sexy or know why things are symbolic so that's and, why and uh, what some... what what rank were you when you got tied hanging naked <laughs> like <laughs> on the, from the in tree? a nightclub what was your <laughs> what was your social ranking then when you're tied naked in a japanese goth club 
That's probably uh, the bottom of the pyramid <laughs> position there. Or the hottest of the, of the four. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of the humiliation bondage aspects in the way that Shibari is shown in Japan is also kind of a throwback because it, it was meant to be humiliating to bind someone in the manner of a peasant. That's almost like a... Oh. That's almost a miniature scene in and of itself to kind of uh, demote someone in their social rank by the way that you tie them up. So I think in a lot of Japanese porn to this day, um, it's more seen as a humiliation and a control thing. You're so in dirty. America, I only used one knot on you. You exactly. So, you exactly. worm. I it's I only did exposing like a... and controlling. <laughs> Where in America, it's more like practitioners of bondage here want to tie each other up and then do something to them because mm -hmm. um the bondage itself is not the scene uh, for it's many like US an appetizer people. yeah whereas yeah. in japan it's this deeper meaningful humiliation and control aspect in america it's more like oh, i'm gonna tie you up and then bang you yeah um, whereas it's much we more like deeper bang and, and bang bang Think Not to bang, say that they don't also bang oh. there. <laughs> oh, no, they do. They reproduce, you know? Yeah, so they Sometimes. got it. So they're banging. <laughs> well, no brave callers yet. Uh, oh, yeah. Any other uh, callers Ooh. you could still call. It still works, <laughs> you know? Like from before. Lines are open. Hey, have a but crazy maybe you're story? too shy to talk to us live, but you still want to share your story with us? Oh. You can video. send your stories and questions and record a video at vidcast.io and then send us a link to production at drinkingabout.com. You could totally only send us to a link to the video that you've watched 10 times and decided that's exactly how you wanted to come across to the world. If you oh. if you're like that. Or you, you could just do it in one take. Live crazy. Can disguise mm -hmm. your voice, or you can request that we disguise your voice for you. Uh, or you, you can wear a hood. Wait, now you want me to figure out how to disguise people's voices? Like, anyway, I will. You, you send it to me. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> All right. Good. Okay. <laughs> Unless it becomes a problem and we start getting tons of them. I'm interested enough that I will disguise you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just reread it. I'll make you sound oh, like I've got a question. Before you on your <laughs> we'll hire, show. Ooh, we could hire actors to do their voice up. <laughs> I, I can do it for you guys. Oh, oh, hey. oh, all right, there we go. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. Voices change to protect the kinky. Ooh. Breaking news. <laughs> oh, uh, as long as people aren't uh calling us right now we might as well ask them to send us money yeah send us money. <laughs> hey. hey do you like money do you have a lot of it well you can send it to us we like money <laughs> was that was my laugh in there I mean, only. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> Was oh, yeah. my laugh in there? 
mandatory like and subscribe reminder. Yeah, hey, this is a podcast, and we need your likes and subscriptions to validate our efforts. Otherwise, we'll like question what we're doing with our lives and why we even try doing this week after week. I got a fan <laughs> letter from somebody saying they locked oh. themselves into chastity because of our oh. podcast. So, Whoa! So I'm yeah? feeling good about our accomplishments. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that, well, I add to the overall ambient kink in the world. I've yet to get <laughs> any fan letters. Got to oh. show more cleavage then. Yeah. yeah I guess show more cleavage. cleavage. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got, I got, uh, plumber's crack. <laughs> Somebody out there has a fetish for whatever it is you've got. Hey, welcome. Stay after oh. the show. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix a leaky pipe. Hot. Well, it, it's I'm gonna go ahead and assign some homework before we log off for the oh, night. Yes, please, please. If you're yeah. listening and you've never experimented with bondage, I want you to go to your kitchen and get out some saran wrap or cling film whatever they call it in your country, that plastic wrap that sticks to itself. That is just like bondage tape. So uh, wrap yourself up a little bit. It has a little flex. The more layers you add, the less flexible it becomes. And um, just play around a little bit. You can make yourself into a little mer person. If you have a partner, <laughs> you can experiment with a little temporary sleep sack. Um, be careful when cutting yourself out. Uh, lift it away from your skin before you cut. Otherwise, you'll cut your skin along with the saran wrap because it likes to get sticky when it's wet. But go ahead and experiment. You don't have to buy a sleep sack to be completely bound. You can use saran wrap or a little bit of duct tape on top. I like to use the, the wrap under the tape because I don't like to deal with the sticky stuff. Mm. But that that's like bondage 2.0. That's a good tip. For that's now... I want you to get out cling film and experiment with each other or with yourself if you don't have a partner. It's a great, there are no knots required. You don't have to know how to tie anything. It'll stick to itself. Can I give one warning on that? All right, go for it. Definitely use saran wrap or cling wrap. If you have pallet wrap, I oh. would not use pallet wrap because it's meant to melt around pallets. When it heats up and stretches, yeah, that yeah. can actually burn you. So, I definitely stick to the saran wrap. Yep, pallet wrap is a is a whole other kettle of fish. But everybody's got saran wrap or cling film or or whatever they call it where you're at. Give it a shot. That's your homework assignment for this week. Experiment uh, we with bondage. We just had some comments asking, "Is this real? I mean, is it live? Is it live?" It's live. It's live. Hey, and if before oh, we go, if chat. you'd like to call in, you can call us at, by firing up Skype and like entering our email address and hitting enter, and then it'll come up, and then you can call us. <laughs> We're here on Tuesdays. <laughs> Every Tuesday, you can call us Tuesday. Uh, we won't answer any other time if you call that number. Well, glad they call you. No Tuesday one's answering. Today. 
<laughs> There's actually a phone number too. I guess I should just write that number down. I paid money to have an actual phone oh. number. Oh, I guess really? that would be yeah. easier. Why am I even saying? Because they could video call us on Skype. Ah. But if I give them the number, then they could just call us, call us on Skype. Like a phone? On their phone. They could call us on their phone. What's a oh, phone? Yeah, a Skype that sounds number. old fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, okay. <laughs> like and subscribe. All right. Hey, did we get everything? I think so. Uh, I, well, I, I, I have a, a little a story. Overview. Um, I was a hang. I've been learning hang gliding, and um, I, um, I've just jumped off the cliff for the first time last week, and so I've only done it twice. Um, the first when we go, we we jump off Tory Gliderport, and we land on a nude beach. So my first time flying, I get to jump off. And go turn left, turn right, and then turn again to land. And right in front of me is this naked black guy standing like this, just looking up at me. And um, <laughs> one of the things <laughs> they tell you as a pilot is look where you want to go. Because if you look somewhere, you might kind of <laughs> accidentally move towards that. So, like, don't look at trees, don't look at the side of the cliff, look like where you want to go. Don't look, like, God, don't don't look, look at that guy's don't dick, look at... man. Don't <laughs> yeah, look exactly. at his dick, like, bro. Oh, hey. oh, oh, go where you want to go. Oh. Uh, landed successfully. I, I flew over him probably by about five feet and landed behind him. So, that was, that was my little <laughs> story. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. So, Turning hey, heads at the nude beach. Isn't it cool when yeah. you go like this when you're landing and you pull it? How you yeah. just break? Call it flaring. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it neat how it just makes it so like you can. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you guys are making me want to jump off cliffs for fun. Oh my God. It's so fun. I, I didn't jump off a cliff once, but once our mutual friend took me to jump off a hill. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I know the experience because I did the ultra unsafe, no helmet, just friends saying, okay, bro, don't get turned around or you'll slam back into the hill. Pull this way to go that way. Pull that way to go that way. Go. That was my, that was my, this guy took classes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were smart. He he was, he was in the wing with you, right? Or did he just throw you off? No, but really? we didn't do a cliff. We just did a hill. Mm. Oh. Yeah. On, on but it's still, there was an updraft. A, I went up a, like, you know, 100 feet or something and before coming down. It was fun. Those pesky endorphins, if you get them through kink or through uh, hang yeah. gliding, they're still juicy. Now all, of, all I'm thinking about is you can get those nice harnesses for hang gliding. I wonder if you can hang from a ceiling. <laughs> oh, it would oh, well, be. Ooh, hey. rated for suspension. Oh, that God. would be some interesting bondage. You're just hanging underneath somebody else hang <laughs> gliding. Or oh, oh, bondage. You can't, you can't yeah. move or whatever. You're, You're just a little cocoon hanging underneath. That'd be pretty extreme. Although I think you'd have a great a, view a of the dungeon that way. <laughs> yeah. The world, the whole world's a dungeon. This is all a prison. This is a prison planet, and we're all Satan's prisoners here, and there is no freedom, so you might as well be bondage underneath a hang glider. You might as well enjoy it. (laughs) 
Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and thank you for getting dressed up. I love, love your outfit tonight. Thank you for locking it on yeah. as well. Oh, thank you. I've, I've enjoyed tonight as well. Very cool. Thank yeah. you, Shiny. Yep. Thank you. We all we all appreciate it, and maybe we'll welcome you back again sometime. And I love it. Now I'm going to play the music out, but they can still hear whatever we say. Should our next episode be about fetishes? Uh, fetishes is kind of, I think, too broad. I was thinking maybe sex magic. Oh my! Is that? Or do we need more time to, to prepare like for Alistair that one? Crowley yeah, guy. yeah, you know, like OTO oh. kind of shit, you know. <laughs> Corey, you want to give a me mystery? Some hints on what Babylon the, the Great, mother of harlots. Yeah, should we? Is it too soon, or think, do we need more time to prepare? I think that's the perfect episode for the full moon. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, is it? Okay. Is it? All right. Um, Corey, you're going to have to give me some pointers on what the... the like, All right, dude. Is. I'll turn you on to the whole story about the Pasadena, OTO, L. Ron Hubbard, Ooh. Alan Parsons, all that weird shit. Ooh. Oh, is L. Ron Hubbard a, 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 Yes. Yes. He did some kind of... <laughs> yeah. It's all a thing. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Goodbye. Next week. Or sex next week. It's going to be sexy next week with magic. Magical sex next week. Sex and magic next week.